Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And we took a break from watching movies and from recording. Yeah, for a really long time. Like a really long time. We're sorry. Life we are just sorry. got in the way. Life got in the way. Pandemic hit. We were tried to do it then. More life got in the way. <laughs> but we're here to continue our park series. We missed it. We missed our listeners. We missed talking about Disney. For sure. Miss having this quality time with my wifey. Yeah, because we don't see each other all day, every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so continuing with our park series, we want to bring some magic into your home, especially still during this strange time that we all find ourselves still living in. Um, it hasn't ended. No. <laughs> and here's the part where I, where I would say, why are we doing this park series? Remind everybody because... We're missing the parks, but big Petrus family update. If you didn't know, we moved. Yeah, we moved to Orlando. Um, so we are grateful for the warm weather and being able to be outside and enjoy the atmospheres mm-hmm. um, safely. Yes. So, yeah, we live at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, we we do, <laughs> which is still surreal. Um, I don't think ever won't be. Mm-hmm. Which is a good so thing. I guess we could give like a little timeline update quick. So like, yeah, we kind of disappeared from the airwaves for grown up kids last spring. Unintentional. It was definitely unintentional, but there was just a lot going on um, with our jobs and just with life in general. And I ended up quitting my job. And then it like spiraled into this whole idea of let's move to Florida. Uh, So we did. And it's crazy. But in July, we moved down here. um, And it's just been we've just been like so busy Mm -hmm. that I mean, we have Swish and Flick. We have friends watching Friends. Um, which I don't even know if that no it existed it did for sure it did yeah yeah. definitely Um, it's been a long time and Swish and Flick got picked up by Spotify which like changed the whole dynamic of that there's just been like so much going on behind the scenes but we feel that we're finally in a place where we can dedicate time to this again Um, and we're really excited yeah it's something that's been in the back of our mind like constantly we did not forget about grown up kids Because we're all grown-up kids at heart. Definitely. And, like, Disney's literally part of our life on the exact same amount of level that Harry Potter is. So uh, we've missed it for sure. Yeah. But we're back. We're back. And we have plans to stay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the goal. (laughs) Um, So even though we we moved here and live here, that doesn't stop us from wanting to talk about the parks. Because... For sure. Obviously, we're neighbors to them now. We love them very much. Um, In fact, maybe we want to talk about them even more now (laughs) because we're exposed more. 
Um, so we hope that you enjoy these episodes still. We've already done, if anyone's joining us for the first time, we've already done Animal Kingdom, um, Hollywood Studios, Epcot. So that means today we're discussing the OG, Magic the place Kingdom. where all the magic happens, Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because thinking back to the last three park episodes that we did, uh, there's probably updates that we could talk about since we've talked about them, which is funny. Which is crazy. Yeah. There so, is within I a mean, year. I mean, there's new things that yeah. have been announced, new things that have changed. So Nuts. who knows? Maybe we'll do update episodes. Yeah. We also, before we dive into this, we want to preface this um, with how some of what we're going to be talking about right currently if you're listening to this in real time it could be altered it could be closed at this time due to covid um but we're going to talk about it as if all these things are available to you (laughs) and if it's not available to you right like there's one thing i have in mind that is particularly being performed now because of covid Mm -hmm. um so if that's the case we'll obviously point it out but yes take it away meg So as we do, we like to start out with some history and Magic Kingdom definitely has the most um, out of all of the parks, I think. Uh, So this was the original park that opened Walt Disney World. It was in the 70s. Um, And the whole dynamic, honestly, of like visiting these theme parks between then and now is just so different. It is like mind boggling. I want that ticket price. Right? Me too. Um, So the Magic Kingdom opened on October 1st of 1971. This year is Magic Kingdom's 50th birthday. Uh, I'm so excited that we're going to be able to like be down here to experience the 50th. And they're actually having it be a whole 18 month long celebration starting October 1st of this year. So if you have trips planned October past, you're going to get to experience the uh, 50th anniversary celebration so that's exciting yeah i kind of um like i feel like in normal times look i'm already bringing up covid it would have started like january 21 yeah and gone maybe it would have gone it would have started october 2nd of 2020 yeah maybe you're right yeah um but i kind of almost like the timeline i do too they're, so they, they're pushing it to not start until October in the hopes, cross our fingers, toes, arms, any extremities, that um, life looks better in October. So I'm hopeful um, and I'm looking forward to it right now. They haven't really announced a whole lot, but we'll get to that at the end of the episode with like upcoming things that are coming to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But when it opened in 1971, it was an immediate success. And it was basically just designed to be a larger version of Disneyland. Um, It allowed Disney to have a fresh start. They learned their lessons from Disneyland to make the park better this time in terms of bigger, um, more space in the stores, less pain points basically throughout the park. Um, Cement that's dried on opening day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then also there was a lot of expansion that happened. I mean, this park looks similar to what it looked like in a lot of the most iconic ways to when it opened, but there's also so much more. Um, But for many years, the Magic Kingdom held six lands. So Main Street, 
Adventureland, Liberty Square, Frontierland, Fantasyland, and Tomorrowland. Uh, the admission was divided into three categories. Adults were 50 cents. <sighs> Juniors aged 12 through 17 were also 50 cents. And children aged 3 to 11 were free. The price included admission to the park, use of the transportation system, and admission to a few select attractions. Now, we do have to remember that, I mean, obviously, this is still going to be incredibly inexpensive, but you paid to get in, and then you paid more for tickets to go on the rides. So it wasn't necessarily like an all-inclusive price. True. I looked up what it would cost, and if you adjusted it for 2020 inflation, so that 50 cents or whatever, it would still only cost 2208 So <laughs> still super cheap. <laughs> oh, man. It costs more than that to go to the movies. Why doesn't inflation or like why isn't it just twenty dollars now like shouldn't our dollars still be worth the same amount now as it was then capitalism <laughs> oh man um so most of the attractions required the use of separate tickets for entrance and these were uh sold in booklets so the tickets ranged the categories ranged from a to e a ticket attractions were 10 cents to ride and e ticket attra- attractions were 90 cents to ride um, so they were sold in books containing between 7 and 11 tickets of various categories at a price of $0.75 cents for adults and slightly less for children and juniors. So the ride's classification was based on a combination of factors, with thrill rides always claiming the E rating. Disney's ride classification system inspired the still-used phrase today, e-ticket ride, meaning like Space Mountain is an e-ticket ride because it is... A thrill ride. It's one of the most popular rides. Basically, anything you can think of that would be like the most popular ride at the park, a lot of people will call e-ticket rides. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's cute. I also want to give a shout out to OrlandoVacation.com because that's where I pulled all this from. And this article is like really good. It just like has so much information. It's really cool. Um, so many attractions that we know and love today didn't even exist when the park opened so like i just said space mountain it opened later in the 70s pirates was never meant to be a part of the magic kingdom at all um the imagineers believed that since florida was so close to real pirate lore residents would not be interested in a pirate themed ride what because we're so close to the caribbean and that's like where real pirates are (laughs) Which is just silly because I feel like that is, that has to be one of the most loved rides. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And then I will say that, like, it was not always meant to be a boat ride. Originally, it was a wax museum, which I think is so boring. So I'm so (laughs) glad that they made it a boat ride. Um, (laughs) So boring. Uh, so instead the designs were created for an elaborate wild west themed attraction in a similar vein. However, public outcry over the omission of pirates was dramatic and Thunder Mesa was quickly scrapped in order to bring the pirates to Florida. Um, so that opened in 1973. So it took two years for pirates to come to Florida. That's so crazy. Cause like I would have just assumed it was there. I know. From the start. Because it was in Disneyland. So you're like, oh, well, that's right. one of like, the original attractions from land. So why not just bring it to World? Although they did change it. They're different. They are different. It's like the um, 
the pathway of the boats and like some of the scenes are just like slightly differed. Mm -hmm. But um, so throughout the 70s and early 80s, new things were added all the time. The swan boats, which I don't know if any of our listeners would remember because they were like closed in the early 80s. <laughs> they like came and left relatively quickly. Um, oh, good old Disney. But they were in like the lagoony area in the middle of man. Not lagoon. I mean like the little river basically that was like around the castle. You could ride them. I don't know. Uh, Flight to the moon was opened two years after was dated when it opened two years after the moon landing and then was replaced replaced by mission to mars in 1975 so that didn't last very long um and then a few other attractions closed as well in addition to some shops and restaurants but for the most part the focus was on expansion so after all walt had purposefully bought more land than he would ever need and the company took full advantage of this fact to expand liberally when they announced Epcot. Um, so let me see here. It doesn't really like tell us a whole lot from the opening of Epcot to the 90s. Uh, Magic Kingdom was largely ignored just because of their like expansion outside of Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World at that time. So Hollywood Studios opened... Pleasure Island opened, which is so weird because like it was Pleasure Island, then Downtown Disney, now Disney Springs, <laughs> and then Typhoon Lagoon opened. Um, so then it wasn't until the 90s where it says the 90s brought the most significant and controversial changes ever to take place in the Magic Kingdom. Um, controversial. So the most overarching change was to Tomorrowland. Ever since Future World opened at Epcot, Disney battled with keeping Tomorrowland from seeming dated. So in 1994, big renovations went uh, were undertaken in Tomorrowland. It was repainted. Many attractions were changed or renamed and reopened with an, an intentionally retro feel, billed as the future that never was and always will be, which I can definitely see. Because if you think about it, like when Tomorrowland opened, it was... You know, they had like the moon landing thing and like it was very much looking towards the future. But that future like rapidly became the present. Mm -hmm. And then it just felt like the old ideal of the old idea of the future. Um, so now they've kind of like more so taken it and made it like a kitschy future. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I like about it. I like that, too. But I don't know. Maybe that is not a popular opinion. But I like it. Yeah. It was met with mixed. Oh, but ultimately fairly positive reviews. Um, however, other decisions were not so fortunate. So that is when the Davy Crockett canoes left. I do believe that they still have those in Disneyland. Um, in 1994, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea closed. That was a huge chunk deal. of land. And huge chunk of land and seen as a huge negative decision. Um, the ride closed quietly with like no real warning. Uh, and I actually remember this. So I started going to Disney in 1992 and 
in 94, my mom told me, she's like, you never went on that ride because it was just like always broken. And I think that what I'm thinking of now is the fact that they basically just told people it's going down for rehab, going down for a massive rehab, but then... <laughs> you mean <laughs> refurb? <laughs> It says rehab. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just reading from the article. <laughs> yeah. So they they were like, it's going down for uh, for refurbishment, but then they never reopened it. That kind of sucks. I think that that was probably people's biggest protest. Yeah. The fact like, that they couldn't say goodbye to it. They didn't mm-hmm. know. And like, if I compare that to Jogga Lake in Ohio, the fact that they closed it and didn't give people warning, people couldn't say goodbye to the park. Yeah. They would have made such an explosive amount of money in that last little, not Disney, Jogger Lake. Right, like, right. Yeah. No, but, but even I mean, with Disney, yeah. like when, when a ride is leaving or a fireworks show is leaving, like people flock. We do it. Yeah. You know? And um, no, I agree. And then, and then it says here that the official word from Disney was that the attraction was simply going down for a massive refurb and it was never to open again. But the lagoon sat there for 10 years. And that's what I remember. So I remember going to Disney and I always saw 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but I could never ride it. And it was one of those rides that like for me as a kid growing up scared me because I I'm just like one of those really weird people that like I don't necessarily love aquariums either because I just like picture the glass breaking and like something horrible happening so like for me going into the submarine was terrifying so I never really wanted to go on it but now it just makes sense to me that my mom was like it was always down for refurbishment well yeah that's because they just closed it and then never reopened it and then they're like oh we're building new fantasy land because it occupied 25 percent of fantasy lands real estate that's crazy yeah I mean, I, I see it, but that's crazy. Yeah. And I this is another thing, too, that I really I remember from the late 90s um, was it was an aerial meet and greet that they kind of like put a temporary bandaid over that area and just like made there was like a seating area and you can meet aerial. Um, and I think that they did it because like there was a lot of water so they could make it like seem like it was the ocean Mm -hmm. and they were just like utilizing this huge area of water for that even though it was literally just sitting there basically collecting dust not doing anything because like it wasn't a fountain it was literally just a body of water there were no submarines in it it was just water so i remember the meeting ground yeah i remember the meet and greet um and I was kind of sad when it went away, but that's because it was nostalgic to me as a kid who loved Ariel and like going in the 90s when I went the most, it was probably in the 90s. So like that meet and greet area was a thing that we went back to like every year. How funny that like now you do meet Ariel there still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now she has a whole ride there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So I guess they made up for it. <laughs> um, it wasn't until 96 that Disney finally admitted that it wasn't going to reopen. and then the final blow for the announcements from the 90s came in 1998 when they announced the demolition of mr toad's wild ride um which yeah was you know i loved that ride too katie doesn't get it i don't i don't (laughs) i've read it i've ridden it in disneyland meg hyped it up i read i wrote it and said what did I just ride? She's like, why was that your favorite? 
<laughs> That's scarier to me than 20,000 leagues under the sea. Katie, I could drive. Mm-hmm. I could pretend like I was driving. Why didn't you do that on the speedway? I did. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, so that was basically all the bad news of the 90s. Mr. Toes was closing. 20,000 leagues was closing. The canoes closed. It was just bad news, one after another. Um, so then... We are going into two early 2000s now was they turned, um, what is it here? So, oh, so first of all, they turned Mr. Toad's Wild Ride into the Winnie the Pooh attraction, which definitely eased the blow for me because Winnie the Pooh is my favorite. Um, so <laughs> many see the back-to-back closings of two extremely popular rides as the beginning of Michael Eisner's fall from grace. Um, and he stepped down in 2005, uh, and then was replaced by, with Bob Iger, but it wasn't until July of 2004, after 10 years of being essentially untouched, the 20,000 Leagues Lagoon was drained and set to be destroyed, and then it was filled with dirt, and the long-awaited new attraction went in. The new attraction? A Playland called Pooh's Thoughtful Spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People were pretty unhappy about that. But because, but it was right across from the Winnie the Pooh ride. And mm-hmm. then when they announced New Fantasyland later in the 2000s, um, I remember it being a big thing that they were moving the tree. So, like, that tree that is in front of Winnie the Pooh now was in that play area for a long time. And then they had to use a crane and move it to be in front of the attraction, which I think looks cute. I like it. I can't imagine Pooh without that. When did they move it over there? Um, 2000, mm, late 2000s, because the thoughtful spot opened in 2004. But like, I'm trying to think, did I ever see Pooh without the tree in front of it? I don't think so. Yeah, I think Wait, you're right. Well, no, I don't think you did. Katie's first time was 2007. Yeah. Um, I don't know for sure. It didn't say in here when they moved it. but I'll look it up. Um, so then the last thing that I want to talk about before we move on from history is I found this other article on themeparktourist.com that talks about four unbelievable facts about the history of Magic Kingdom. Um, and it is... Let me see. In 2017, the Magic Kingdom drew the highest attendance of any domestic or international theme park with an estimated total of 20.4 million guests. Uh, Disneyland was a distant second at 18.3 million. That was how many they had that year? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, So... Also, while there have been various stories about the inspiration behind the Magic Kingdom's creation, it seems reasonable to say that Walt Disney envisioned a land where he could improve on the design and infrastructure of his first theme park, but he did die just five years before he could see some of those plans come to fruition. Roy carried out the project in Walt's legacy. Um, Walt Disney World is a tribute to the philosophy and life of Walter Elias Disney, 
Roy read from the dedication plaque, and to the talents, the dedication, and the loyalty of the entire Disney organization that made Walt Disney's dream come true. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place, a magic kingdom where the young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. Which I think is beautiful. It is. Um, but I saw this. It says one of Walt's favorite movies inspired an interesting backstory from Main Street USA. So we, one of the last movies that we watched was Summer Magic with Haley Mills. Um, and it says it would be unfair to describe Main Street USA as a snapshot of any one period in U.S. history. Main Street is less a historical representation of 19th century America than it is a rose-colored idea of what small American towns should have looked like. It's equal parts idyllic childhood memory, ragtime era charm, and pure imagination. So, that, so it makes perfect sense that a small sliver of Main Street was once themed to one of Walt's allegedly favorite live-action films. According to Disney historian Jim Corcus, the Chapeau shop in Town Square has a rich backstory involving several characters from the 1963 Haley Mills flick Summer Magic. And I just want to tell everybody that I didn't know this. And I worked at the Chapeau. Um, and Summer Magic, I loved that movie. So this is just like really cool. So it says the film tells a sweet, sappy story about a young girl, Nancy Carey, who's forced to relocate to the countryside with her mother and brothers and attempts to better their lives through a series of increasingly absurd, if well-intentioned, lies. So when putting the finishing touches on the Magic Kingdom's hat shop, Imagineers devised a new adventure for Nancy and her cousin, Julia, the official backstory for the store described the two women as business partners and thoroughly modern merchants committed to outfitting the residents of Main Street with the finest bowlers and bonnets money could buy. Prospective customers, often those in search of mini ears, not period-specific Easter bonnets, might have spotted traces of the carries throughout the area, from family photographs hanging in the shop, to the number 63 address posted outside the entrance to the name Osh Popham, the good-natured store owner whom the Carries befriend, played by Burl Ives, etched in a window above the nearby Emporium. How today's cool. Yeah, today's guests are likely to miss, miss the shop's rich history, as most references to the film have long since been removed. It's not certain that Walt had any intention of paying homage to Summer Magic on Main Street, but the Imagineers' short-lived inclusion of the film served as a heartwarming reminder of his enduring influence on the Disney parks, both as a family-friendly vacation destination and an amalgamation of his favorite things. I love that. Yeah. I, I thought that was really awesome. That. You know, Imagineers are awesome anyway, but then they pull that stuff. And right? And you're just like... <sighs> I need to look for that window. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's just so many reasons why you love Main Street so much. I do love Main Street. I love the music. I love the atmosphere. I love the smells. Mm. I love strolling down Main Street, grabbing a Starbucks coffee, right sitting on the hub grass. Main Street, USA. Yeah. Yeah. I love the hubgrass. Are you ready for some attractions? <sighs> I am. Are you sure? Yeah. I told, Should we? I told Meg we might have to do a, a couple million episodes. episodes you know, <laughs> we'll see. Um, should we just pull up a map? Okay. And basically, like, talk about it in the order that we would normally experience it? Sure. Are you down for that? Yeah. Because okay. everyone... and. 
I want to hear this if anyone cares to comment. Um, like, which direction, if you've been there, which direction do you go? Do to you the right. <laughs> do you go to the right, <laughs> the correct way, to Tomorrowland? <laughs> or do you veer off to Adventureland? Do you go straight on through the castle? Blasphemy. <laughs> no. Blasphemy. <laughs> How do you handle it? I want to know. Also, we should have asked this. On, maybe we did ask it on Epcot. I don't know. It's been like a year. Do you go Canada side or Mexico side? We had a conversation with our friends about that. I know. We just found out that some of our very good friends go the opposite way that we do. Mind blown. They go Mexico first. We go Canada first. No, Canada. And at the same time, both are, both of us were like, oh, you're those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Oh, man. Okay. So let's start out with Main Street. Because there is one attraction on Main Street, and that is the Walt Disney World Railroad, which is actually currently closed. Because they're building Tron. Yes, because of the Tron construction. Um, and I honestly have no idea when it's going to start up again. I miss the train. I was just thinking, like, since it's been closed for so long. I, like, forget about it. That and, like, I never... I haven't got. I've only gone on it, like... I mean, I, less than twice, maybe. But, like, now I would... So once? <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, you're right. What am I talking about? I was going to say a handful of times. And I was like, that's too many. <laughs> gone it on it, like... Okay, so maybe I've gone on it twice. <laughs> um, yep. But oh now I'm, like... Now I want to... Now that I'm here more... And don't have, like, the pressure of, like, I gotta go Space Mountain. I gotta go Big Thunder. I gotta go to Splash. Now it's, like, I want to just chill and ride on the railroad, and it's closed. I know. One day. And I love the view of Splash Mountain whenever you, like, go through it on the train. You can, like, see. Yeah. It's cool. I wonder how that'll update. Um, so, yeah. And they also just got rid of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and I'm really sad. They did. So Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom was like a card game that you could like go around the park and defeat Disney villains. It was an interactive card game. There'd be it like so cool things that you would do with your cards when you showed it to a sensor and it would do stuff and interact and they closed villains it. and stuff. It was cool. It's gone. Um, do we want to just like go through everything in each land instead of like circling around four times and doing food characters, all that kind of stuff? We just like, let's just talk about Main Street. All right. Are you okay with that? Yeah. All right. I'm going to so, need to go to Magic Kingdom after this. I know. <laughs> Next up. Why did I lose the dock? Next up is shows. So on Main Street, in the mornings usually, there's more that goes on. You can meet the citizens of Main Street, like the mayor. Yeah, it's cool. Doesn't the mayor give you a pin? No, there used to be a pin guy. He oh, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot. I'm blanking on his name. Um, but he would trade you and give you a special pin. And they stopped doing that. But let's not talk cool. about things that they don't do anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can meet the Citizens Main Street. Also, the Dapper Dams. Mm -hmm. Which I've always super loved. Just because, like, they're just... What's the word? Ragtime. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just... Barbershop quartet. Yeah, barbershop quartet. 
They always sound amazing. Um, during like special events like Halloween or Christmas, they'll like change the songs they sing and just it, and dress up. What are they called during Halloween? The oh god, <sighs> I know I'm blank. I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I love their holiday songs, Halloween and Christmas. What are they called? No. I'm going to kick myself when the cadaver dance the cadaver dance. That's right. Um, but it's always just a good time. And they tell horrible dad jokes and that's my favorite. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, did you say the trolley car show? Mm-mm. Yep. The trolley car. So they come out on main street and then usually do a dance that is themed to whatever season it is. So like summer and like around now, so like January, February would just be like the normal show. But then they have like a, an Easter one. They have like an Easter slash spring version of it. They have like a Christmas version of it. I don't know. Oh, they have a fall version because it's like oranges and yellows, their outfits and stuff. Um, but it's just like for me, that is what makes Main Street one of my favorite areas is just like all the entertainment that just happens. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you have to necessarily like wait around. If you come to Magic Kingdom earlier in the day, you're going to run into some good Main Street entertainment. Yeah. Later in the day, not as much other than like parades coming down. Usually things stop at five. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you're not going to see the trolley car show any other time. But then, right. um, I don't even know how often the Dapper Dans come out. I feel like it's every hour. Oh, really? Maybe. I'm never there on time then. You literally should just come one day to Main Street and hang out on Main Street, like from open to three and see everything. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) I could do that. I could drink a lot of coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, Next is food. On Main Street? No, character experiences. I'm sorry. Would be Mickey and Tink. Mm Mm-hmm. At Town Square Theater, um, which, side note, due to COVID, isn't happening right now. But I'm sure that it will be uh, again in the future. So you can meet Mickey and Tank in the theater. The coolest part about this Mickey is he talks back to you. He does talk to you. Not this Mickey, but in this location that Mickey comes to meet you at, he's a magician there's I extra think he magic found, around. Yeah, I think he found some extra magic and he's able to converse back with you. Mm-hmm. He's not busy in a show. He gets to be a little one-on-one with you. It's very cute. See a lot of like proposals online there and a lot of people take their babies to that particular location to meet Mickey for the first time. It's very It's cute. nice because it's like kind of private. Mm-hmm. It's more one-on-one. I like it. Yeah. You can also, so in the very front of Main Street, there's a couple character spots. So to the left by City Hall, um, sometimes I believe Snow White will meet. And in the middle, there's a whole array of characters you can meet in the very middle of Main Street. Usually it is like Pluto, Daisy. Doesn't Marie meet there sometimes? Marie, yeah. I think it really just depends. Um, but usually like pre COVID post COVID, there'll be characters in the front hub to the left by city hall and then town 
theater, Town Square Theater. Um, so yeah. Food. Oh, also, real quick, Tinkerbell's cute because you like shrink down to a fairy. You do. So you, you can get meet tiny. her properly sized. Yes. It's very cute. It is very cute. And sometimes, depending, you might meet some of her friends from the Tinkerbell movies as well. Oh, yeah. Which I love those movies so much. They're actually really cute. If you haven't taken a watch, go do it right now. They're very cute. And I think they shed a much nicer light on Tinkerbell. Because let's be honest. She's a better character. She's a little murderous. (laughs) A little murderous. (laughs) Food Uh, on Main Street? There's a lot of it. There is, actually. So you've got Starbucks. Yes, Main Street Bakery, Starbucks. Right. Um, Sometimes I'm like, am I sad that it's not just the regular bakery? No. They've taken the popular things from when it was. (laughs) Exactly. Like not Starbucks and they've put them throughout the park. So like you can still get special bakery items at Magic Kingdom, just not on Main Street necessarily. And I'm unabashedly obsessed with Starbucks. So yeah, I love getting a drink there and sitting in the hubgrass, like I said before. We also have Casey's. Casey's Corner uh, is currently closed, but... It's probably the greatest tragedy of <laughs> Disney and COVID. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I love Casey's. It's definitely just, like, good for the atmosphere. I love I love being able to, like, get your hot dog and fries and either squeeze into one of those tables in the back of Casey's that's also attached to the Emporium, or you can go outside, and then they also have the hub grass now. You can just, like, go sit on the ground in the grass and eat. It's just, like, a nice atmosphere. Cheese fries and their plant-based sausage or plant-based hot dog. Corn dog nugs. You know, you can keep your corn dog nugs. I love corn dog nuggets. But I just, oh, my God, I just love the food there, and I, I miss it very much. The Crystal Palace. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Like, I don't... Because, like, that's past Main Street, I don't think of that. But you're not in the land yet. You're still in the hub. So, yeah, you still are on Main Street. Yep. Crystal Palace is that place that, like, anytime we vacationed, we were reserving a breakfast spot for Crystal Palace. Definitely. Um, So, you can meet the Winnie the Pooh characters there. It's a buffet. Currently, characters aren't meeting there. Sad face. Um, But they'll come back. And breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I personally like the breakfast the best. That's just my opinion. I love Pooh's breakfast surprise. It's like, I don't even know what is in it. It's like pancakes. (laughs) It's like a a breakfast lasagna. (laughs) Yeah, But it's just like, I mean, let's be real. It's a slop of flavors. (laughs) But it's delicious. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Tony's we passed up. That's oh my God. the first place really that you walk by Tony's town square restaurant, which is modeled after lady in the tramps, Tony yes. town square restaurant. Fun fact about lady in the tramp is that you can find their paw prints out in front of Tony's. Normally strollers are covering it and you like have to search for it because it's also used for stroller parking. But if you can find Tony's empty in the morning, usually you can find Lady and Tramp's paw prints stamped into the cement with a heart around it. I feel so like cute. I knew this but forgot, so I'm like all like oh, all over again. We have to find it. 
Yeah. And they also, fun fact, if you're honeymooning or like you're just going for an anniversary or something, if you tell them that, they will set the table for you just like Lady in the Tramp. You'll get the checkered tablecloth. And do not feel like you can cannot ask to have the spaghetti kiss because they expect <laughs> they, that. They will take your picture for you. And they did mm-hmm. for Katie and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Tony's. A lot of people don't like it, I guess, because, I mean, it's Italian and it's not like super fancy Italian, um, but I just love the atmosphere. I love the food. I think it's great. It's amazing. People want to like poop all over it and I don't get it. Anytime I see, well, like I'm in some of these Disney Facebook groups and so is Meg and we comment a lot about how there's questionable people. purely. For entertainment. <laughs> so a lot of times people will be like, I've heard, you know, A, B, and C about Tony's. And I always have always to comment. Always defend it. And I'm like, go to Tony's. Yeah. It's good. Make your own opinion. I mean, like just their spaghetti and meatballs, which I feel like you should get anyway because it's Lady and the Tramp. It's so good. Their chicken parm. Teddy agrees with me. He is so meowy right now. Um, and then there's also the Plaza Restaurant. I will say I'm not a big fan of the Plaza restaurant, but you can get the sundaes and stuff from the ice cream parlor there, which is kind of cool because they're connected. But they just have like sandwiches, burgers. To me, it feels like quick service food at a sit down. That's my opinion. So like that's why I'm not a huge fan of it because I feel like it's a little bit overpriced. I'd much rather spend the same amount on food at Tony's Mm -hmm. than at the Plaza restaurant. Um, And then the ice cream parlor. Which is responsible for all those delicious smells as you're coming down Main Street. That and the confectionery. Yeah. But yeah, the um, ice cream parlor is definitely the cause of the waffle cone smell that (laughs) that you smell whenever you're walking down Main Street. Smells so good. So good. Uh, All right. Next up's Tomorrowland. Wait, let's just give a special shout out to the Hubgrass. Special shout out to the Hubgrass. We love you. We've spent many of hours doing nothing sitting on you. Mm-hmm. And it has, I, I just appreciate you. And they recently revamped the grass. It's new fake it. grass. It's like plush. And it's very nice. I like it. I want to enjoy it as much as I can before everyone tramples it down. True. Yeah. I love the Hubgrass. If you're looking for a relaxing place, usually you can find shade and it's quiet. Tip. Yep. Of the day from the Petrus fam. It's also very easy to social distance. Yes, for sure. Um, so next is Tomorrowland. The best land. Next to Frontierland. They're both the best. I don't know. I kind of think my favorite land is Fantasyland. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where, where are we starting? Um, attra- wait. Attractions? Okay. I thought, I don't know when it was, it was a while ago, but like me and your mom were talking and we realized how many attractions Tomorrowland has. They do have a lot. Yeah. You've got, um, well, you used to have Stitches, what was it called? Stitches Great Escape. Yes. Officially closed for good. R.I.P. Stitch. No more um, chili dog burps to be smelled. So gross. It's gone for real. I reals. wonder what's going to go there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is it going to be a new ride? Is it going to be like a meet and greet area? I would rather it be a new ride because you can meet Stitch over by the stage, you know? Yeah. You've got Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. 
It's been closed for a while, but I'm sure it'll come back. Mm-hmm. It's always, to put in perspective, my teenage brother, when he was a teenager at the time, came down on a band trip. And, like, he's, at the time, was a typical smart but you know, 17-year-old uh, male. <laughs> and, you know, he's not going to be impressed with Pooh Bear or whatever. But he told me, he's like, laugh floor that was cool that was funny it is funny yeah um there's the buzz lightyear space ranger spin that would be the next thing that you could see mm-hmm. uh i love that ride it's just getting galactic hero is a feeling like no other it's a thumb killer it is for sure you gotta like do your finger exercises before you ride that ride yeah it yeah Galactic Hero, if you've gotten it, I want to know. I've gotten it, I think, Tell once us. in my life. There's a I've method to it. a couple it. times. You have to hit the right spots. But it's not always easy to hit it those spots. It is not So it's still easy. skill. Yes, for sure. Um, Carousel of Progress. I am terrified for the day they say this is going. I was just thinking that. But. I love Carousel of Progress. You know what, though? We just wrote it not too long ago and like some of like the old sexism in it makes me just like <laughs> that's why i'm worried so that it's mad gonna, that it's gonna go but does that mean that it's kind of like how i th- it's kind of like we need to learn from it you know like i don't right. think like it can be updated it's just hard to depend on parents to use those as teaching moments right. instead of just letting kids watch it and not explaining like why this, this or this is not okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious because like, that's you why, know, yeah, I feel like carousel progress and country bears are going to be on the outs. Yeah. But, but who part knows? of me really likes it too, because like you get to see how in s- literally such a short amount of time we have progressed. I just love the history of Carousel of Progress, not even necessarily the ride, just like the fact that it was at the New York World's Fair. Um, like it is the longest running stage mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. because it is. I mean, it's animatronics, but it's a stage show. Um, the technology like is still, in my opinion, cool I to agree. have a moving theater take you in a full circle to like all these different stages, basically. Um, of time yeah and i mean maybe what they could do is they could just update what is said but keep carousel progress yeah so i think that i i feel if either of those items carousel and country bears was going to be saved from the cutting block it would be carousel progress just because of the history of it and um you know the fact that like walt legitimately made that um, I feel like th- what's nice with animatronics is like you can reprogram them. Yeah. So like if they wanted to change some things, they could. Like it would take work, but they could. You know what though? And I just thought of this. They do show the progress and like in the most recent ones. For sure. And like it's that not like it was is updated. Like that is updated. Um, it's very futuristic. Yeah. Like that. Like what we see now on Carousel Progress was not what people saw in New York world's fair. Like that last scene has been updated since its creation. Got it. So like they can. Yeah. Um, next is the people mover. Oh, people 
Poor People Mover has been officially closed for like a year. But because it's legitimately broken. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, it's hard because like I can't imagine that it's been that it's that it's so broken that it's taken them a year. It's mostly because like obviously COVID hit hard. They lost budget. It didn't get touched for months. Now they're actually like working on it. It was supposed to open in February and now that just got pushed back again till April. Um, so I really want to ride people mover again. It's one of my favorite rides at magic kingdom. So it's definitely really, really missed, but it's the best. Have you been walking around all day and your feet are tired, but you still want to see things, right? People mover. Definitely. It's relaxing. It takes you through the AC when you're not in the AC, you're still moving and it's nice and windy. I love it. On top of that, it's the Astro Orbiter, which I've never ridden. And I've ridden I never it once. will. I've ridden it once. I don't ever need to ride it again, but I do kind of wish that Katie would ride it with me just to like say she's been on it. No. I don't but like it's basically Dumbo. Been, yeah. It's Dumbo with planets. Yeah. And a rocket ship. And you're up higher, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool view of Magic Kingdom. I went on it once with my mom. I can't believe I got my mom to ride that. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. <laughs> It usually has a really long line, though, because it just is a very low capacity ride. Yeah. And you have to, like, take an elevator elevator to go up to it. And it's just like a process to ride it. Mm -hmm. But it's cool. It's classic. It's, like, been around for forever. Know what's cool? The next ride on our list? Yeah. Space Mountain. Katie's favorite ride. Space Mountain is pretty BA. An awesome, thrilling, in-the-dark adventure. Through space. Indoor dark roller coaster. Built in the late 70s. So good. Mid 70s. I don't remember. In the 70s. So good. Yeah. It's a good one. It is a good one. I think that Disney World Space Mountain reigns supreme. Yep. Same. And I have ridden three Space Mountains. So, I mean... There are still more for me to ride if we make our way over to Asia, <laughs> which I'm sure that we will at some time. But so far, so far between Disney World, Disneyland and Disneyland Paris, in our humble opinion, world reigns supreme. Yep. Sorry, Disneyland stands. <laughs> <laughs> Where Disney World stands. <laughs> yep. And lastly... The Tomorrowland Speedway, which is just a classic. I still like every time I walk by it, I'm like, I want it. There's this little booth in the front that looks like a, a photo, photo booth, booth and you can get your Tomorrowland Speedway license. And like some little part of me just wants that. You want it. I know. I don't know why, but I do. Because it's cool. That's true. I love this attraction. <laughs> but out of all of my friends, I think I might be the only one. That loves this attraction. And I truly do just love it because of nostalgia. I just loved going on this with my dad when I was little. And it was like a big deal when I was actually finally old enough to drive it myself. Right. Instead of having to be the passenger. Yeah. (laughs) It was a big deal. I was so excited that I got to drive my dad around. And I was like, I don't know, seven. It was great. I want them to like, I don't ever want them to get rid of it because like, I think but it's they awesome. could update it. But I want them to get new cars so that like you can actually turn the wheel and not hit that metal thing in the middle. Not only that, but like those can't be good for the environment. That too. Because every time you walk by it, you're like, all you smell is gasoline. I think of the cast members. 
I feel like that will definitely be in the future. I think that they'll do that because Disney is all about the environment and trying, like trying to do everything that they can um, like, think to reduce emissions and all of that. Exactly. They like could I charge it up. I think it'll happen. There'd be a midday swap if they needed it. Yeah. I think it'll happen. Yeah. I'm excited for it when it does. Tomorrowland, the land of tomorrow. Who can we meet in Tomorrowland? Stitch. So Stitch doesn't have like a specific spot that he meets in, but there's a stage in Tomorrowland that at least now in COVID times, he's coming out on the stage to say hi to people. But usually he would meet under the people mover for you to like take a picture with him. Yeah, just like randomly underneath. Yeah, and he just like appears. Um, and then Buzz yes. is the other meet and greet that you can have in Tomorrowland. There's a little Space Ranger station between Carousel of Progress and Buzz Lightyear. Yes. It's pretty cute looking over there. Buzz is always fun to meet. So is Stitch. Just because, like, I don't know. Yeah. They're good characters. They are good With characters. good personalities. Heck yeah. Food? Uh, food. There's okay. a couple. There's two, three places. Four, I guess, technically. There's... <laughs> I just keep naming things. There's Cosmic Rays, which is like... That is like the biggest quick service. Hold on. I need to find the fact. It's a big fact, yeah. While you look it up, it's got... So it's got three bays. There's like a burger bay, a chicken bay, and then something else. Um, what we really like about Rays is like... It's just your standard burger, chicken nugs... Nothing like super special, but they've got this like um, self-serve bar in the middle and we always get like a million pickles because <laughs> why yes. not? And sometimes I feel like it's not all the time. They have a self-serve cheese sauce. Yeah. Like by the condiments. Like sometimes. you got to get lucky, but it's so good to dunk your fries in. What's the what's the fact? It's so good. Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe is the busiest restaurant in the world. <laughs> I believe it. Oh my God. When you go in there on a July or August day. That's a true fact. I'm not just yeah. saying that because it's busy. It is legitimately the busiest restaurant in the world. You go in there on a busy day. Those So there's three different sections of like four to five registers. More than that. I think that because there are people taking orders on both sides. Yeah, 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 you're so right. So technically, there's like eight lines per side. It's so much. And it can be so, much. so packed. packed. Finding a spot is like so hard. It's crazy. And it the thing with Cosmic Rays is it is very typical um, theme park food, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. You can get like rotisserie chicken, which is probably the nicest thing on the menu that they have there. So, like, there are definitely options besides just burgers and chicken nuggets, but that is, like, mostly what they have. Yeah. Plus, you get to listen to Sunny Eclipse if you're inside. Which is pretty great. I love him. Other food is um, anti-gravities. Ice cream and smoothies. Mm -hmm. It is attached to a gift shop, Merchant of Venus. They usually so it's have... Pretty small. Yeah, it's very small. The, if there's any, like, specialty anything going on, they usually have something there. So they always have, like, a Halloween-specific... Like, they had, like, a candy corn milkshake yeah. in October. And they had... 
They have the milkshakes that have like the big marshmallow Mickey that they put that I'm sure people have seen on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You get those at anti-gravities. Yeah. There's, um, it's just like, it's just soft serve. It's kind of like hot five dairy Sundays, queen or something like that. Cones. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, they also have the, the lunching bay. The lunching pad. Lunching pad. Sorry. Bay is Cosmic Rays. That's where you can get the cream cheese pretzel. Yes. So, so good. good. Highly recommend. Don't even bother with the regular. Get that elsewhere. I mean, elsewhere. the regular is good. No, I know. But get that elsewhere when you're strolling around somewhere else. If you're going here, get the cream cheese pretzel. Enjoy. Yum. They also have hot dogs there, which actually are really good. They they're are. Like all beef hot dogs. So they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, Tomorrowland Terrace is not always open. That's what the four. I was like, what is the fourth one? Yeah. Because it, it's never <laughs> open. Um, so Tomorrowland Terrace is like on the verge of Main Street and Tomorrowland. It is home to the infamous purple wall to take yes. photos at on um, for Instagram and stuff. But they have burgers, chicken tenders, sandwiches, salads. Actually, the other day when we were at Magic Kingdom, they were serving the lobster roll from Columbia Harbor House because Columbia Harbor House has been closed for COVID during COVID. And I don't know, maybe they like got a shipment in of this stuff and they had to they had to make it. Yeah. I don't so know. they just like opened Tomorrowland Terrace because it is outdoors, easier to social distance. Um, so they served that there, which is kind of weird. But um, Tomorrowland Terrace, you never really know when it's going to be open. If it's open, it's probably busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, shows. Sometimes shows. they'll have like yes. um, like uh, dance, dance parties over by the stage, which is like to the right of Space Mountain. If you're staring straight at it, um, that's also where they have like a lot of holiday dance parties too during that time of year. But other Man, than I that, love a good Halloween dance party in Tomorrowland. Yes, and Christmas is good because Christmas Stitch comes out. Yes, Santa Stitch. He's super cute. Does it snow? That would be cool. Uh, I don't know if it does. I don't know if it does. They didn't do any of that this past year, so I, the last time I did that was, like, years ago. Yeah. But other than that, there's not any other shows. Nope. No. Fantasy? Fantasyland. Are we going to just couple together fantasy and new fantasy? Yes. Okay. But we can still, like... Point it out. Yeah. So just regular Fantasyland attractions... We have, and I'm going to talk about these in the order that I would hit them coming from Tomorrowland, just because that's how I'm looking at the map, because I'm doing it how we would walk it. <laughs> I love that. So, um, the Mad Tea Party, classic Disney ride. Um, just the teacups, you know, they spin. Katie doesn't like this ride. Okay, look, <laughs> I just don't like anything that spins. I know. So, like... I used as a kid, you know the scrambler. Yes, I love. So did I that ride. I couldn't do it now. No, then I went <laughs> on it the same ride at Cedar Point just for funs, and I hated it. That means yeah. I'm old. Yeah, but I just don't like. I don't like Dumbo. I don't like Mad Tea Party. I don't like Astro Orbiter. You don't like the Carousel. Yeah, I can't. You don't do like it. Aladdin's carpet. I can't do it. I'll watch you do it. I'll cheer you on, babe. <laughs> While you spin around. Uh, next up is Pooh Bear. So we have Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I freaking love this ride. 
Zoran is just so cute. So classic. Yes. I know that I'm sad that it replaced Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, but like if anything had to replace it, I'm so glad it was a Winnie the Pooh ride because it made the sting hurt a lot less. My only complaint about this ride is the lack of merch at the end. I know. More poo merch. They definitely need more poo merch. You know what, though? I'm super glad they finally... So they used to... Because that gift shop empties out and right across from it is Seven Dwarves Mine Train. So, like, when that ride launched, because there's no gift shop over there, they just, like, shoved a bunch of Snow White and Dwarves merch into the poo shop. And I'm like, no. This is the 100 Acre Goods. You don't put Snow White in here. And it's finally gone. Did you notice that? I did notice that. It's finally Pooh Bear. Yeah. I think that they moved the Snow White merch to um, Mickey's... Yes. What is it called? By Philhar. Yes. No, not Philhar. No, by Philhar. What am I... Why am I blanking? What is it called? I'm looking on the map. It is Sir Mickey's. (laughs) The one over by Princess Fairytale Hall. That's oh, where okay. they, they so moved not, it to. Yeah, you are yeah. correct. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad that they did that, too, because, yeah, that's a Winnie the Pooh gift shop. Keep it Winnie the Pooh or get out, <laughs> if I'm being honest. That made me mad. But I'm good now. <laughs> it's so, all okay now. Yeah. Um, so the next ride in regular Fantasyland, if we continued that way, would be the Princess Fairytale Hall. Which, again, currently is closed because of COVID. They're not doing meet and greets. But you could meet Cinderella. Um, Aurora. Rapunzel. Is Aurora there? It differs. Yeah. So, like, you could, it could be Cinderella, Aurora. I think Elena of Avalor was meeting there a lot for a while. Tiana. Rapunzel, Tiana. Occasionally, you'd get Mulan. Um, you just never really know. But there's always four meeting at all times. And then they like swap out. So you never. So it's kind of cool because like you could go multiple times and meet different princesses every time you go. They used to have Anna and Elsa there. They did. Then they moved them to Epcot. They're like, get out of Cinderella's castle. (laughs) You're gone. Go to Arendelle. Okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) But yeah, for a long time, the one side was Anna and Elsa. And oh my gosh, that line would hit five hours. Instantly. Insane. Next up, if you would walk by the castle, you would hit the carousel, which is just classic. I love hearing the music as I walk by. Yeah, that's that's a ride that like I don't need to go on, but I enjoy the ambiance of a carousel. Yes. A hundred percent. Especially at night with the lights and mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. And it's just so nice. Um, then is Mickey's Philharmagic. This is one of my all-time favorite like shows and I hope that they never get rid of it which I would be stupid to think that they'll never get rid of it because I'm sure that they will at some point but I love that show so much every time I ride it like I re-remember how much I love it yeah it's one of those like I know I love it but like I'll go in sit down and then I'm just like enthralled in the magic of it all over again from start to finish because it does some really cool stuff in there if you pay attention Mm-hmm. And there are, ti- there are times, so like the Little Mermaid is in it. Um, Beauty and the Beast is a part of it. Lion King. Aladdin. So like sometimes whenever I'm like watching the Little Mermaid, I'll like think of 
what happened in Mickey's Philharmagic yes. while I'm watching that movie and yeah. be like, oh, this is the part whenever Donald is going to kiss the eel. <laughs> but then it doesn't happen because that's part of Philharmagic. <laughs> but it's just very cute. And it's one of it's one of their best 3D shows, I think, that they've ever done. Yeah. Like it still has the old 3D glasses, but it but it looks it's really like good. Flawlessly good. Yeah. Um also super fun hidden Mickeys in that ride. So many hidden Mickeys. I love it. In the movie and in the queue and in the theater. Mm-hmm. Just look everywhere, you'll mm-hmm. see them. Next up is Peter Pan. Peter Pan. The Classic. line or the ride of the longest line all Always. the time. Which Always. I don't get because it's a continuous ride. It's because the capacity is just they so low. Yeah, they only have so many boats, flying boats, um, that they can fit on at a time. And they can't like add or subtract that depending on how many people are in the park. Like they can with it's a small world. They can like add more boats if they need to, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that line is usually pretty long. It's one of the attractions that you want a fast pass for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they do fast pass. So But it's, it's classic, it's, it's classic. just a dark ride. Yep. One fun little fact about Peter Pan's flight whenever I was little. So, like, this ride has been around. I don't know if it was an original ride. I'm not positive on that. But I went on this ride whenever I was very, very small. And I cried because I thought that we were actually up that high over London. And it scared me. Uh, mm. But then cast member Megan got to see the behind the scenes and is no longer terrified. It so it's all good. in 71. Oh, okay. So it's an Sorry. original ride. Cool. Uh, it opened October 3rd. Weird. 1971. <laughs> <laughs> so almost original. <laughs> I call that original. Yeah. Um, and then next is It's a Small World. You know, do we even need to talk about it? Everybody knows what It's a Small World is. It's a boat ride. And you sing the song. You got to ride it. You have to ride it. If you don't ride it, what kind of person are you? It's Not one classic. that's my friend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just classic and like it's a kind of a long ride and you just sit and it's chill relaxing. and yeah, you just relax. One of my favorite things to do is to eat at Pinocchio Village House and sit at the tables that look down onto the loading zone of its small world so you can wave at all of the people that are um, about to ride it. They also have like little signs propped up now against the window that say like, hello smile, or smile. Like, yeah. It's cute. It is super cute. That I just like how is a newer thing. Yeah. I like how they like, obviously the intention was there when they built the window there to wave and see. When whatever. I was little, you just had to like wave your arms like a maniac and hope somebody looked up at you. Someone <laughs> <laughs> usually always does. Yeah. But like, I like how they even further embraced that. Yeah. Like those same. tiny little nods, like that's where the magic's at. Mm hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next would be New Fantasyland. Now we're going through the gates into New Fantasyland, and that includes Enchanted seven. Tales with Belle. Okay, yeah, sorry. Enchanted Tales with Belle. This, when it comes back, it's the cutest thing. It's like so good for so families. For families mm-hmm. because like some of it you have to like help play a part of the show not everybody but like they could pick a very small child or they could pick an adult yeah and it's just like really cute 
for either side of the family. There's also a really good magical thing that happens in this ride. I forgot all about that. And I just love it so much. And I'm not going, I I feel like, I still feel like I can't ruin Mm -hmm. that magic for people because it's just so cool. Mm -hmm. But you'll know when you know. If you know, you know. You know? You know. (laughs) Um, Next is, also I just want to give a shout out to the Lumiere animatronic is amazing in that ride and the animatronic for the wardrobe very cool yes man it's been years it has been a long time since we've enjoyed it it's been closed for a while yeah um so next is the seven dwarfs mine train i this ride i love it this ride it's so good i wish it was longer because like i just love it it's so smooth it's fun because like it rocks back and forth just enough like it doesn't bother me at all. Um, it's got some, it's got some agility to it. Mm-hmm. Goes a little fast down those hills, but not like so fast that like a kid couldn't handle it. Yeah. The animatronics, <coughs> excuse me, I'm just getting choked, choked up about these animatronics. Are so good. It's a beautiful ride. It's beautiful. Yeah, from it start is to beautiful. finish. Uh, but it is like a thrill ride, so there yeah. is a higher height requirement for it, just as there is for like Space Mountain. Um, So just be aware of that. Which has the colder queue line? Seven Doors, Mine Train, or Splash Mountain? Splash Mountain. Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. The air conditioning in both of those attraction lines is so good. (laughs) So Splashes doesn't start till you hit that cave. Like till you hit in the Briar Mountain. But the Seven Dwarves is like... The whole queue is well. Once you're inside in the queue, it is cold. It's so cold. It's chilly. And like it's you're already like sweaty, hot. Then you get this blast, and for a second you're like, all right. And then you're like, where's my parka? <laughs> and then you understand why the workers who are inside in July have like <laughs> coats on. <laughs> uh. Next would be Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. We ride. I think we ride this ride a lot. We do. And I think it's because the weight is always so low. And I'm not sure why, because it's so good. But I'm guessing it's because it's in the way, way back of the park. And it just can handle a lot of capacity. It's a lot of, what are they called? Shell. Shell. Shell mobiles. mobiles? Yeah. I don't know. I made that up. No, I that think that is it. what it's called. Um, so this is the same ride that they have at Disneyland. I don't know if anybody knew that it's identical, but I love Eric's castle. So what I love about the version here is that like the queue in the entry is the castle instead of just like a building facade. Sorry, California. We win you out there, but you guys win out for the queues for some of your other fantasy land rides. So it's okay. (laughs) Um, but I you, just, you I love win the castle. overall for I, charm. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so anytime we're knocking anything about Disneyland, just remember we love it. overall Disneyland wins for us <laughs> over Magic Kingdom. It does. But there's just certain little things that we're like Disney World wins here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I love this ride. It's definitely one that we go on probably every time we go to Magic Kingdom. Um. It's just so colorful, and I love that movie. It still I've has 
recently said Ariel, I've officially decided Ariel's my favorite princess. It's a big decision. It is, but I'm sticking to it. I love her so much. This ride still, still has new ride smell. It does. And Sebastian is so cute. Mm-hmm. And Flounder. I just love him. The animatronic for Ursula is so good, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else? What else? Storybook Circus? The Barnstormer. I don't know if I've ever been on that ride. It's like a 20-second roller coaster. I know. <laughs> but I don't know if I've ever been on it. It's cute. I've gone on it. And then... Dumbo. Dumbo. Dumbo, the amazing flying elephant. I just like that area back there. It's cute. It's so loud, though. It is. <laughs> when the it's water. A circus. Yeah, yeah. It feels exactly like a circus should. It's loud. You got the smells of cotton candy and funnel cake and things that you shouldn't be eating, but you're gonna anyway. There's also Casey Jr. splash pad back there. That's the loud part. And it is kind of loud. It's called the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. Yeah. But it's cute. It's adorable. I love Casey Jr. All the animals are popping out the train. Mm-hmm. Making a mess. Mm-hmm. There's also a nice little seating area back there right now. Mm-hmm. Where you can feel like you're the only people in all of Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my gosh. That was so much. That was a lot. We didn't even talk about food. Or character experiences. Let's see. In Fantasyland. So, all the way to the right of Fantasyland, you can meet Merida. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the fairy godmother. Sometimes the fairy godmother. Winnie the Pooh and friends right outside of his attraction. Sometimes Alice and Tweedledee and Tweedledum by Mad, Mad Tea Party. That's true. I don't know if the Mad Hatter comes out. Can't remember. Um, maybe just during parties and stuff, yeah. but possibly in the morning. I think that Alice rides teacups every morning. That's incredible. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Um, also, obviously, the Princess Fairy Tale Hall, which we already talked about because it's like technically an attraction, but also meet and greet for all the princesses. Peter Pan by his ride, and sometimes Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Oh, uh, Ariel's Grotto. You can meet Ariel. Oh, yeah. And then also back behind the Be Our Guest restaurant, you can meet Gaston. Mm-hmm. And he's ridiculous. He's so ridiculous. And then back in Storybook Circus, you can meet Goofy, Donald, Daisy, and Minnie in the circus tent back there. As their circus um, alter egos. Yes. But I think that that's it right now. I mean, you really never know who you could run into. Yeah. But those are the ones that are pretty consistent. Sometimes Anastasia and Drizella come out by the castle. Yeah. Or back by the castle walls along with the evil stepmother. Lady Tremaine. Yes. I wish she could meet Lucifer. That would be so cool. (laughs) (sighs) All right. I have a question for you. What? Should we do the food for Fantasyland and then wrap up and do the rest in another episode. I think we might have to. I know. I think so, You too. know us. We could just scream we could talk about for this forever. stuff forever. All right. Um, okay, so food in Fantasyland. We have Cheshire Cafe, which is over by 
the teacups and they usually sell the Cheshire tail, which is like a cinnamon twist with icing on it, which is pretty good. Never had. They also have like iced coffee, frozen lemonade. You've never had a Cheshire tail? No. And now it's not even open right now. I believe that they're selling it elsewhere right now. Get it. I know there's Tigger tails in Animal Kingdom. I believe that it's basically the same thing as the Tigger Tail, but it's pink and purple frosting. I've also never had a Tigger Tail. <laughs> <laughs> Where else do we have? Um, the Friar's Nook. Oh, yeah. So they also have a lot of... Is that where you Mac get... Mac and cheeses. Oh, no. I'm thinking of storybook treats. Sorry. Yeah. The Friar's Nook has this thing I really want to try. It's some kind of mac and cheese. It There's like delicious. a couple different flavored mac and cheeses. Yeah. And, and then hot dogs and chips and stuff. Right next to that is another little ice cream spot, which is kind of like anti-gravities in a way. It's got the same soft serve stuff and it's got the specialty. They have different specialty ones. Yeah. So right now they have a Peter Pan one that is delicious and it is lime soft serve and Sprite with a red chocolate um, feather. feather on top for like Peter's hat. It's one of my favorite, like, sweet treats. It's so refreshing. I had it. Like, I liked it, but I got I kind of got tired of it after a little bit. Me personally, I loved it. I loved it so I much. I loved that Minnie Mouse cherry one we had. Oh, that was good. So, like, some seasonally, basically, they'll switch out yeah. what the specialty sundaes are. And the mini one was, like, a black cherry sundae. That was very good. It was good. Um, Gaston's Tavern. Oh, yeah. That's actually kind of a hidden gem. Yes. It's way too small. It is. But they've got macarons. Mm-hmm. They've got... Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls, which... Those are the originals. So if you haven't been in a long time and you're remembering, like, massive, delicious cinnamon rolls from Main Street, when they put Starbucks in, they moved the cinnamon rolls to Gaston's Tavern. So that is where you can get the original cinnamon rolls from Main Street. And like, let me tell you. huge. They're so big. So keep that in mind. If you're like, oh, we're just going to have a snack. Maybe split it. One's as big as your head. Yeah, literally. It's so good. Um, They also have LeFou's Brew, which I'm not really too big of a fan of. I like Um, it. It's kind of like it was the clap back to Universal's Butterbeer. It definitely was. It's like what? It's apple juice it's frozen apple with like um i'm gonna look it up i think it's like a passion fruit topping, yes whipped topping like that it's refreshing um i mean it's no butter beer but it's pretty good and i like the mug that you can get it in which is kind of cute it's like a gaston's tavern mug it's a no sugar added frozen apple juice with a hint of toasted marshmallow topped with all natural passion fruit mango foam. It's good, but it's not something that I like want all the time, if that makes sense. I don't need it any of the time. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like the frozen apple. The topping is kind of whatever, but I really do like the frozen apple. Um, but I'm like obsessed with apple juice, so I don't know if that's why I like it so much, but... Um, and then also be our guest. So this is oh, like, yeah. like super fancy sit down. Currently, normally what they do is they would have quick service breakfast and lunch and then a sit down dinner. 
But right now they're not doing breakfast and they have sit down lunch and dinner. <laughs> so I'm sure that it's going to come back um, to allow the quick service lunch and breakfast. At least I hope that they do because then it makes it more accessible for people because the dinner is very expensive. Um, so it's nice to allow people to go in and see the restaurant without paying an arm and a leg for the sit down meal because right now they just changed the be our guest menu to be like a signature dining. Um, it's like a prefix menu with all French like delicious food. It sounds delicious. It's just like $65 a person. So like, you know, to allow somebody to just come in and get a quick service to like see the West wing and see the ballroom I think would be nice again, but um, you can try the gray stuff. You can. It and you also delicious. can try the gray stuff at Gaston's Tavern, little hidden gem there too. If you mm. don't want to go into the, our guest restaurant, they're serving the gray stuff cupcake at Gaston's right now. Um, Pinocchio village house is next to, like I said, next to it's small world before and they have flatbreads. Their food used to be better. Yeah, <laughs> they've just got like mo- yeah, most of the flatbreads and then maybe some sandwiches nuggets. and yeah, salads. Yeah, um, I mean it's like nothing super fancy, but it does the job. Fills your belly. Sometimes they'll have specialty like desserts and stuff for you to get as well during holidays and whatnot at Pinocchio. Yeah, we've done that before. Um, 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 um Cinderella's royal table. Oh my in god, the castle. Listen, listeners, listen. You might think too old for princesses or it's for little princesses only and that you won't fall in love with the glitz and glam of Cinderella's royal table. Blow that out your head because no, it's amazing. The food is delicious too. It's so good. It's so fun. It's so cute. The food the atmosphere and is worth the it. service is so good. I just want to say, if Katie's ranting and raving like this, it's legit. It's a meat. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I take food very seriously. No, it's just like, so there's probably like a worry when you're like, oh, it's a fixed menu. You know, I don't know. But I had my first ever taste of butternut squash soup when I went there. Oh, that and it was, was good. It tasted incredible. like pumpkin Incredible. Yeah. Mm. I had the, like the best filet of my life. <sighs> it's very, very good. I highly recommend it. I think it's worth the hassle to try and get a reservation. It is very difficult to get a reservation there. You have to be like on the website at 7 a.m., to nab it and you have to prepay for this meal so just like a little heads up there if you want to eat there you have to pay for the meal ahead of time when you book the reservation which currently is 60 days out but in normal times was 180 days out from your vacation <laughs> so um yeah is a lot of planning goes into getting that one but it's worth it but that's really all the food I mean, there is like a little fruit stand back by Ariel's castle, Prince Eric's castle, whatever, both of their castle. Um, But other than that, that's really it. Also, in all these different lands that we're talking about, like there's going to be 
little tiny stands that have popcorn and ice cream, Mickey bars and cotton pretzels, candy and pretzels, churros, and, um, sometimes other random things too that are like specific to that land. Like turkey legs? Turkey legs. Yep. Also, if anyone... Egg rolls. We'll get there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like a new... It's not new, but it's really up and coming and like very popular. All these popcorn buckets. Mm-hmm. They do all these cute popcorn buckets and sell them. And like we have a Guinevere. They get you good. We've got a Skyliner. <laughs> There's holiday ones. There's this cute Mickey balloon I one the right holiday now. holiday ones for like Christmas decor. Yeah. That's how I justify purchasing it. There's this super cute one still. I'm shocked they're still available where it's like Steamboat Mickey and Will. Mickey and Willie. Steamboat <laughs> Mickey and Minnie. Can we get those? I really do want them. They're very cute. I think that we should treat ourselves to them. Okay. <laughs> Katie's like, no. <laughs> you, know, I'll, you know, I bought an alien, so. She did buy a, an, a Christmas alien. He was in Christmas jammies. He had buffalo check on. How am I supposed to say no to that? I mean, it was pretty cute. Yeah. <sighs> All right. That was a lot. And we're, and we're only there. halfway through the park. <laughs> so I figure if we leave Liberty, Adventureland, Frontierland, that's pretty solid amount for an episode. Plus the wrap up. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to say... Thank you guys so much for staying active in our Facebook group. Oh my God. Like Um, (laughs) it's, we talk about it frequently, obviously because we have to, we still get notifications and And we try to talk in there sometimes. Yeah. It's blown my mind. Yeah. Uh, So just like, thank you guys so much for staying active. Thank you for still being interested in if and when we're coming back. I truly do have plans to stay back. I love talking about this kind of stuff. I think that we might change it up a little bit um, and do the movies still, but also do like more episodes like this where we just talk about up and coming things at the parks or like tips and tricks or maybe just an episode about like something that we did at Disney that we thought was really cool and we want to share with you guys. Um, Because now we have that access to it. Yeah. So we're... we love talking about it. We're here more often. uh, We experience Disney more often. So we want to be available basically to you guys to talk about it. So, yeah. Oh, um, still sending your Disney memories. Yeah. We're going to end taking those. the next episode with like our favorite Magic Kingdom memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're definitely still taking them. Um, yeah. Email is still grown up kids podcast at gmail.com. Again, it could be anything Disney related. Send it in. We'll feature it on the show. Um, as Meg said, like our Facebook group is still popping. It's still there. Um, and you can still find us. We're obviously, uh, you can find us on Spotify and you can also find us anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. So make sure you subscribe. So you get those notifications now. Bing, bing, bing. Once a week, growing up kids back in your ears. So you can get that latest episode as soon as it's available. Also, if you wouldn't mind, and if you're still listening at this point, if you would give this episode a share, we would so appreciate that. Just like hit the little button in the top corner, share it to your social media page, or if you don't have social media, just like text our podcast to a friend who you think would like it. Hey, these girls are crazy. 
they talk about Mickey Mouse. You should give them a listen. <laughs> um, so you can find us on social media and join in on the conversation. We are on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. We also, like Katie said, have the Facebook group, Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast group. And we're on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. So thank you so much for listening. We will be continuing this episode of our park series in the next in the next episode, which is next week, with part two of the Magic Kingdom. Right, right. We had another one planned, but this I one know. longer. I know. <laughs> Good ad lib. <laughs> also, I can hear a little music jam right now. We could be off right now, but sorry. It's okay. And don't forget. Adults are only kids, grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.